Welcome to the Ritual Cast, an exploration into a weird and wonderful world of witchcraft and spirituality. I'm your host, Sky Riley, and if you're looking for all the answers, you won't find them here. What you will find is an honest take on my witchy journey the good, the bad, and the grounded. 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 Finally, something I've heard before. Wait, no, I haven't. Not in the intro. But. Grounded? Yeah. Oh, you've heard of grounded? Being grounded before? Yes. I bet you got grounded a lot. I did. Poor Dada. <laughs> so we mentioned this last week. Is this is does this have something to do that like when you're casting spells you have to like root yourself or the power's gonna go fucking haywire or is yes. it that's it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean we'll talk about it when we get to that part, but yeah, that's it's it's really important. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's anything that happened to me this week that was witchy that I needed to bring up. I can think of a few things that were bitchy that related to Wow. <laughs> wow. I kid, I kid. Fucking rude. It was easy. Low hanging fruit. This is low hanging fruit. I can't, I don't think, because I got that book last week. That's when we were, we were talking about glamours. I didn't get a chance to really practice them because I don't leave my house. So did, did you, you practice your glamours this week, Ted? I did not, but I think one of your spells went off and it landed in my pocket again. Oh Liter- yeah! Literally, I got I got a nice raise. Oh yeah! Yeah, one of my spells went off. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I know. I was actually thinking about that this morning when I woke up. I was like, maybe my money spell just took a little bit longer for you because I was consuming it every day, and you were only consuming it like every once in a while in Mm -hmm. food that I would cook. So I'm wondering if that's why it took yours a little bit longer. Built up and exploded. You know, it's like when the printer goes offline (laughs) and then you send a bunch of stuff to print and then all of a sudden it connects and it just prints everything like all at once. Exactly. Yeah. Overload. Yeah, I don't think so. I was trying to think if there's anything else that happened to me this week that was witchy, but I don't think... It was a really weird week, so... It's a crazy week. It was a crazy week. It's been a crazy couple of weeks for sure. So... You ready to get into it? I'm here. Well, I want to get The Rock, so hang on. Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Yes. Oh, it's heavy. <gasps> oh, it's it's like a little plum that got dried up in the sun. It kind of does look like a plum. You're right. It's... You want to guess? Agate? No. Hmm. It's red, if that helps. Nope. Nope, nothing? Okay. It's a garnet. Garnet. Mm-hmm. Garnet. It's my birthstone. Darn it. Garnet. Oh, my God. Boo. Boo, Ted. Boo. Bad jokes. It's birthstone. It is my birthstone. Yes, it is. It's the birthstone for- a kidney stone. <laughs> yeah. If that was a kidney stone, yeah. you're fucked. Good luck. You're getting an operation. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> That's huge. This I is... like that one. It's really heavy. Yeah. It's a little bit bigger than a quarter. Diameter-wise, yeah, probably. Yeah. So this is our friend, the Garnet. I love Garnets because they're my birthstone, but also um, I've had some some good experiences with them. So, Is it supposed to be a little more red than this? Is this one a little... It's just not... Um, like you can polish them and they're in like rings and necklaces right. and stuff. That one's just tumbled, oh, which okay. is yeah. different. So tumbling, I think... And don't quote me on this, but I think tumbling, you just put it in like a little, like they have little machines and they tumble them around with other rocks and water, I think, until they get smooth edges. Oh, yeah. 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 
Um, but the actual like polishing of stones and like cutting of stones is a lot different. So. Yeah, they, I think they throw it in with glass beads. Yeah, I don't know. And the glass I have beads no kind of like do little chips and cuts to it till it's nice and smooth. Je ne sais pas. I have no idea. That's French. So a garnet is really good for your root chakra. So more work talking about grounding today. This is a good grounding stone. One of my favorite grounding stones, actually. But it's not, as I was reading through it, it's not really known for being a grounding stone. But I've talked to a couple other witches that definitely use it as that. So it's just like, you know, another represent, like example of like, you know, using stones that work for you because of the way they work for you. Mm-hmm. So um, it is, like I said, a Capricorn birthstone for January. Um, fire. It is fire. It is a 6.5 to 7.5 on the Mohs scale. I realize I haven't been doing Mohs recently, so that's my bad. Also, if you're cleansing this, you should avoid hot temps. So no cleansing with fire with garnets. Oh, I thought you meant secretaries or something. Temp. Oh, (laughs) wow. That one was so far off, I didn't even know what you were talking about. Um, but it's from the Latin word for pomegranate seed. Um, I guess there's a story about it being the only light on Noah's Ark, so it's supposed to be a stone of hope. The only li- It's a rock. I know. That's what I said, too. I was reading it, and I was like, I have read that story many a time, and I have never heard of a, a garnet on Noah's <laughs> yeah, I don't, Ark. Yeah, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. I dropped it. Wow. It's Jeez. grounded. <laughs> Give to me. Oh, it's so warm. Um, Kept it warm for you. Because of the story of Persephone and Hades and her connection to the pomegranate. Do you know that story? Nope. You don't know that story? Mm-mm. It's one of my favorites. So, I might have heard it. But... Um, Persephone um, gets low-key kidnapped by Hades. And he brings her down to the underworld because he thinks she's pretty. And this while bitch. She, huh? This bitch. Just... Yeah. While she's there, a little boy comes up to her and offers her food, and she says no, but then he she ends up eating it six? Maybe it's six. I think it's six. I cannot remember the number now. She eats several. I'm going to say that. She eats several pomegranate seeds. More than one. And once you eat the food of the underworld, you can't leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but her mama, Demeter. Is that how you say it, Demeter? Yep. Um, she is so upset that she won't let anything grow. So it's like eternal winter until they bring her kid back. So that's the that's shitty. So that's, that's a fit. The uh, so then he they make a deal and she spends six months in the upper world and six months in the underworld and that's why we have winter. Mm. So winter and fall. So. I like feel a super strong connection to Persephone lately, and I don't know why. We're gonna have to discover more of that, but um, apparently she was a fucking bad bitch, and she was hardcore. Definitely the queen of hell. She signed up for that shit. No. So, yeah. So it's also said to be a a talisman for travelers. So it's good when you're traveling. Um, it is a stone of courage and the power of positive thinking, um, which again is maybe why it's one of my favorites. 
It's been found in India, Madagascar, and Sri Lanka, just to name a couple. All right. And it's really energizing and regenerative. It inspires love and devotion and lessens emotional disharmony. You're going to have to run that by me again. Emotional disharmony. So like... um, Mood swings? Yeah. But like, do you know the feeling like, is it called disassociation? When like something is happening to you, but your brain can't quite process it. Uh, I think so. Um, so, so yeah, it, it helps you with, with your, with your emotional disharmony. If that, you know, okay. I just said the All same right. word again to help yep. you understand and that's not really helpful, but you know, I'll um, figure it out maybe. <laughs> one day. I'll just guess one day. I'll just guess. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, good for p- passion, commitment, and hope. Good for manifesting, good for healing and self-worth, um, and creating, help you to create what you truly want. Okay. Good right. for, it's like the coach, coach mm-hmm. thing again. All right. Good for balance. Um, it cleanses and re-energizes your chakras and can ward off danger. And yeah. again, was used as a talisman for many, many years. Again, that thing's fucking heavy. You chuck it at somebody, they're, they're it, leaving. It will absolutely ward off. Or even if you just held it in your hand while you punch somebody, fuck them up. Oh, good. <laughs> the, the punch of Persephone. <laughs> <laughs> it inspires love and devotion, which I think I just said already. Um... It has a slow and steady energy that helps you feel safe and grounded in your body, which is why I use it as a grounding zone for protection during my spell work, because it keeps me inside my own body. Uh, where else would you go? I like your question. We're going to hold on to it because I have a whole thing. <laughs> I have a whole thing about it, but in a second. That sounds like you're full of shit and don't have an answer. <laughs> no, I, I do. I just, that was a really good segue, but we're not ready for it yet. So <laughs> say that again in like a couple of minutes and then we'll... Okay. (laughs) Okay. I use it during spell work because it just feels like energy is flowing smoothly through me, not interrupted by anything. Like it doesn't get hung up on anything. It's like just a smooth flow between Mm. me and the battery. So, um, (laughs) um, connected with creativity and love. All redstones are connected with love and grounding, so. Just because it's red and blood and hearts and. Pretty much. Um, Some things it's good health-wise for uh, balances your pituitary gland and your sex drive. Increases low libido, uh, stimulates your metabolism, and it's good for flushing toxins from your body and your circulation, and it helps you absorb nutrients. Okay. So this will make your dick hard. Oh, I know a few other things that'll do that. <laughs> Such as? <laughs> eh, 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 not, not for broadcasting. It's not that kind of podcast. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but you do, you, you do realize that you bring up sex or fucking at least once every podcast. Yeah, right? I Is have that to. like your it's goal like, now? It, no, it's like Star Wars. You have to say, may the force be with you, and then I got a bad feeling about this in every episode. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. okay. Really, if we were being honest, it should be me that brings up dick all the time, not you. Well, yeah. <laughs> fucking and okay. oh, a metaphysical film like metaphysical something yeah <laughs> so that's the garnet do you have any garnet experiences ted no no i can't say i have a diary entry with a garnet specifically is the point of a interaction mm, okay no 
I like this one when I'm working because it's heavy. So like, how do I explain this in a way that doesn't make me seem insane? Um, <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> working with stones is interesting because not every stone is going to work for every person. Some people really like the like rough cut. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, because it the raw. feels more like the raw feels like more more real to them, less like they feel like they can get the energy out of all the cracks and crevices and things okay. like that. All right. I really like polished stones. I mean, I like both. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, that one's not tumbled. Like, I'm no. no it, a, everybody's uh, got a preference, right? Right. So, like, I like the smooth ones because I feel like I can like turn them over in my hands and like hold them. As far as grounding stones go, the heavier you can get, the better, in so my like opinion. Gold. This is just my opinion. So, like, it just feels like you can feel it pulling you down, right? You can feel it. So, doing we need its like a job. lead. Yeah, like, you <laughs> feel like it's just like, uh, like rock solid. Like, I feel like if this was a lighter garnet, like, this thing is pretty heavy. Yeah. And I love that it's heavy because when I hold it, I feel grounded. You know yeah. what I Does that make sense? It's, yeah. Like, you, you sounds you, silly, but. You literally feel the effects of gravity. Exactly. With, like, yeah. yeah, you can feel the pull of it, which. Pulling you toward the ground. Right. Which as, is a reminder. Right. Like, yeah. as a grounding stone, in my opinion, heavier the better. Just a thought. All right. Are you ready for the, the plant? Plant. Ready, ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> We're going to use nettle. <laughs> Who? Sting, stinging nettle. Stinging nettle? Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. This is like danger plant. No, absolutely <laughs> Dan- not. Danger plant. You're right. Stinging nettle? It was like, stinging it was like innocent and non-threatening until you added stinging in front of it. Well, it's only stinging when it's alive. Aren't plants usually alive? No. What? They're alive until they're not alive when we put them in our tea and shit. Like, <laughs> I'm so confused. All the fucking herbs in my spice cabinet are all dead, Ted. Yeah, but That's those poor farmers that have to go out there with shields and swords to fucking <laughs> gather the material. Yeah, if you've ever been like like walking through a fucking field and got some fucking nettle in your shins, that's a bad time. Oh, it's that motherfucker with the little the little barbs in your socks. Is that? that oh one? no 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 no. That's something else. This is like a. When you like rub your like hand along the leaves, and there's like the teeny tiny oh, little spines. Okay, that's nettle. Okay, like it's not a thorn like in a rose. It's yeah, like are the stalks thin. all prickly too. How do I explain this? It's not like a thorn. It's like tiny little hairs that like. It kind of looks like sting. pot. Yeah, but if you rub your hands along, the oh leaves, yeah, it's yes, like a tiny I do. Little, I am- I'm very familiar with this plant. But if you walk through one of those shits. Yeah, this is exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, got it. They do have the prickly stalk. They're they're very similar to like just regular like yard weeds. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they'll fuck you up. So nettle, stinging nettle. It is connected with fire and Mars. It is very masculine. I've known some fucking prickly men in my life, so you know. All right. Yep. It was yep, said yep. by ancient peoples... To be able to remedy poisons. Please don't try this. If you are poisoned, call poison control. <laughs> don't just fucking pop some nettle and hope for the best. I don't think there's any like if you have formal time to, studies. If you have time to find nettle, I don't think you're poisoned that much. Uh, Maybe you have it in your house. We have some. What? 
Yeah, we have some in the house. Not growing in the house. You're like looking around for them in pots. I'm in, I have the dried <laughs> shit in my fucking herb cabinet. <laughs> fucking rude. Um, it can be found in many areas of the United States, Canada, Europe, Asia, Africa, South America. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Um, the stinging nettle flourishes in temperate climates where it can receive plentiful sunlight. The plants are commonly found along rivers, lakes, and streams. I used this in Shayla's spell that I gave her for luck. Sometimes, if you know someone with like notoriously bad luck, it's not only that they have like they don't only need a spell for luck; they may also need something to remove like a hex or a curse or a jinx. Mm-hmm. And nettle is really good for that. So it's a really protective herb. It's supposed to banish fear and strengthen your will and provide quick action in emergencies. But it's really good for return to sender spells. I mean that quite. <laughs> I'm rubber, you're glue. Exactly. <laughs> no, you laugh, but it's 100% what you're doing. You're basically, I'm rubber, you're gluing that person. So like if someone is like, is trying to like curse you or hex you, Nettle is really good for <laughs> bouncing it, bouncing yeah, yeah. it back. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it literally yeah, is the ultimate kindergartner defense. A hundred percent. That one's a good one. So, if you subscribe to Wicca, then you believe that anything that you do comes back to you threefold. So, if you put good out there, you get three times as good back. But if you put bad out there, you get three times as bad back. So, a lot of people who practice um, Wicca will not do jinxes curses hexes yep. they believe that if they they do it it's going to come back to them yeah it's mostly out of self-preservation worse. yeah totally and i guess like that's kind of where i'm at but if you do a return to sender spell it kind of negates that because that person is doing horrible things to you you're just like making it bounce off of you and like them getting what they put out basically yeah it's like self-defense right totally yeah. exactly it's as if you were like holding up a mirror and having it bounce off and like the bad fucking shit that they wished upon you, the bad fucking things that they put out into the world just get yep. bounced back to them. And Right. As long as you don't start the fight. Right. Then we you're fine. didn't start the fire. Great. <laughs> Anyways. So yeah, nettle is really good for a return to sender spell. Whether you want to just like turn someone's curse back on themselves or just their shitty behavior back on them. It's basically like wishing that someone would step on a fucking Lego. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I hope the bad things that you put out in the world go like come back around. Basically. I hope you step on a D four. <laughs> it's like karma, right? Like yeah, just yeah. But you're shoving their shitty karma down their own throat, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just like a, a mirror for com- karma reflection. You can sprinkle it around your home to ward off negativity and evil. Sprinkle it on yourself or spray it on yourself if you have like a mixture of it. The tea, not the plant. That's. <laughs> be hard to spray the plant um to ward off negative emotions like jealousy it can help you avoid uncomfortable situations you know what else helps you avoid uncomfortable situations uh uh um uh, rhubarb what <laughs> no wait what was the <laughs> rhubarb what? eucalyptus <laughs> what wasn't there a plant we talked about that helps you get why rhubarb We've never i don't know that's the one. first plant that's stuck in my head We've never talked about rhubarb. What the? I fuck don't know. I remember it was a funny spelled plant. I was gonna say what else? What 
helps you avoid awkward situations is communication, not oh. like. <laughs> oh, see, like I was like trying to remember back like six episodes. <laughs> I mean, I'm really proud of you for like trying to go the distance and like try to remember all the things I've told you. But uh, I was just meant. I just meant if you want to avoid an awkward situation, like <laughs> physically avoid it and walk there, away or communicate. <laughs> no, we needed the uh, defense mechanism. Um, okay, well, now I'm totally lost, and I don't remember where I was. Um, it's also used for things like exorcisms. Okay. Spells about healing, also lust, and purification. That's a spread. Yeah, this Exorcism, is all over the healing, place. lust, and purification. So, like, sex, but also purification, and exorcism, but also healing. So, like, it's all over the place. You can actually hold this shit if you have ghosts in your house and you're trying to protect yourself from them. So if you ever go on a ghost hunt, nettle. Just a stalk of nettle. Ghosts don't like stinging nettle. You I heard don't it like here stinging first. nettle. Nobody <laughs> likes stinging nettle. <laughs> also, if you have um, have it in an incense, it's good for purifying your tools and stones. Back to the purification of purification. Also, like something that I found out, which was pretty cool, is that. The plant itself can cure its own sting. So, like, if you get stung, Did you say stain, sting, sting. Yeah. Sorry, your Texas accent came through a little bit. <laughs> Stang. <laughs> it slips out every once in a while. Um, so, like, if you got stung by it, you could like mush up the leaves and put it on the sting, and it would cure it. <laughs> Isn't that fucking wild? I guess it makes sense, yeah. That's <laughs> so weird. I was just like, all right, well, that solves that. Like, I mean, efficient. Well, it's, I love it's also hilarious. It's like, ow, you son of a bitch. And then you mortar and, and pestle it. Murder it and, and <laughs> use it to cure yeah, itself. How does that feel? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was really interesting. I was just like, oh, that's really efficient. <laughs> it's actually a superfood. So it's really high in protein. This is going to be a long list. Saddle up. Here we go. Protein, calcium, iron, potassium, and vitamins A, B, C, D, and E, and it's also an antioxidant. It's really good for you. Oh. It's really good for you. Y'all, please do not eat this plant whole. Like, just don't just fucking pop a leaf in your mouth. Like, it will hurt you. You have to, like, there's a certain way of preparing it so that it doesn't sting you on the way down. Supposedly, you're supposed to collect the leaves when the flowers are in bloom, and then they have to be dried. The leaves? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, again, if this is something that you want to collect and not just buy pre-prepared for you, which is what I did, if you want to collect it from the wild yourself, do some research yep. before you just mm-hmm, mm-hmm, fucking put that shit in your face. Um, but it's really good if you put it in your tea for aching joints. All right. Questions? Nettle. Plenty. Uh, I just won't, won't waste your time with them. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so pokey plant and heavy rock. Pokey plant and heavy rock. Keep us grounded. Uh, well, pokey plant keeps po- us- Pokey plant is more for protection. Okay. So remember, what was it, two weeks ago now? Mm. When I was talking about- Things to do before you cast. Do you remember that? We I like had a whole list of like things to be careful of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, things yeah, yeah. that like mm-hmm. if you're still not good at this, then you shouldn't be casting. Right. So we're gonna talk about what to do right before you cast. 
right before you start working. Mm-hmm. And this should be every single time you work. So remember what I said about like there being some dangerous shit out there and not everything wants to be your friend. Yep. And some stuff wants to hurt you. Yep. And you don't want all that negative energy hanging around. Like, yep. I there's, mean, nope. <laughs> there's uh, like no judgment to like people out there who like use Ouija boards or whatever. But like, I've always had a theory about them. And that's like, I mean, yeah, I understand they're made by Hasbro. And like, for ages, what did we decide? Three to six. And, you know, it's a, it's a, a board made by a company to make money as a game. Right. But also, like, I don't want to be wrong. So, like, I don't, like, there's some stuff out there that I don't mess around with just because, like, you know, yeah, maybe it's nothing, but maybe it's fucking something. And if it is something, I don't, yeah. that's a whole I, lot I, of something I don't want. I don't so. want to bring in some random spirit and, you know, hope that it's, you know, um, you know Mrs. Doubtfire. Right. When really it's, you know, some fucking ankle biter demon that yeah. is going to hide my shoes every time I wake up. Yeah, or worse, like, just fucking make your life miserable. Like, that's awful. No, so. no, I, I would definitely get the inconvenient demon. <laughs> the inconvenience demon. <laughs> that would be a great movie. Ted <laughs> and the inconvenience demon. <laughs> that's a sitcom. That's, that's just my day-to-day life. Hilarious, and I'm about it. But yeah, so, like, I don't play around with Ouija boards just, like, because, again, I don't want to be wrong. Like, sure, there's, like, ways to do things or whatever, but, like, I feel like there's too many outliers where that, if something was to come through, like, how do you get rid of it, right? So, when you're doing spell work, all spell work, from, like, something simple as, like, trying to send healing to someone or maybe something more complex, like we talked about glamours last week or even, like, trying to speak with your ancestors, things like that. No matter what you're doing, you need to do this first, always. So I've mentioned grounding before many times, but I don't really tell you, like, I haven't really talked about what that means and what it looks like. So what is grounding? Well, if it's anything like electricity, it's it's you got to you got to touch a metal surface before you grab the gas pump again. Sure, yeah. Yeah, 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 like touch your car before you yeah, pump your gas. Yeah, cuz if you're climbing around in your car and build up all the static electricity and then you go for the gas handle and you get that little spark and it hits all the fumes, then your car explodes and shell has a nightmare of a PR situation. Sure. That's pretty extreme, but I feel you. Um but on a metaphysical level. Right. So let's talk about how you might feel if you're not grounded. So if you're like me and not neurotypical, <laughs> you might be really familiar with some of the feelings that I'm going to talk about. So when you're not feeling grounded, you might feel lightheaded. You might feel tired or disconnected or dazed maybe confused, maybe shaken, or sort of flighty, emotionally unstable, the list goes on. Um, your version of not being grounded might differ from your friends. So like me personally, when I'm not grounded, um, it kind of depends on the day, but I usually feel like my head is full of TV static or like the snow that you find in snow globes, or like I'm just, my whole head is surrounded with mist that I'm kind of trying to like swim through. Sometimes I feel like too light or buoyant. Like I might just float away 
at any second. Like I don't feel like okay. connected to the earth. I just feel like like a strong wind would blow me away. In my really, really bad moments, I feel just confused. Like I'm just wandering around. And these feelings can range from just annoying to like really upsetting and scary. So all of, like all of these are focus t- type issues for you? Focus isn't really the right word. It's more like like you're just like rolling through life, but you feel like your head is full of fluff. Okay. So you can't like like people are talking to you, but like nothing's really landing. Like I don't know if it's my ADD or maybe some sort of an anxiety disorder or whatever it is, but like grounding is like one of my hardest things and it's not just like a witch specific technique like if you have some like if you have any sort of like neurological thing going on you may be familiar with grounding and know how to ground yourself or have some sort of an idea it's an actual like psychological thing like Mm. this isn't like a witch thing it's yeah yeah a, a human thing right it's a it's also like something that psychologists tell their patients when they're feeling like, I don't want to say that it's a PTSD thing, but that's like part of it. It's, it's dis- similar it's, to kind of the word I was thinking of earlier is dissonance, cognitive dissonance. When oh yeah, dissonance was what I was trying to say. Cognitive dissonance can like affect you no matter really what you have going right. on yeah, yeah. in in your life. Whether your brain works the way it's supposed to, or like most of us, it doesn't. Well, yeah. I mean, let's be real. Everybody's software has a few bugs. Like, 100%. Absolutely. Do you ever like have that disconnect feeling? Uh, no. I, I know that I could care less when I'm not grounded. I, like, I just don't give a shit about the things that I need to do, and I push those away. Okay. Um, <clears throat> like, it's more of avoidance than... So it's just like a shutdown. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, no, nope, no, thanks. Goodbye. Totally. That makes sense. So some ways that like people talk about grounding. We've already discussed a lot of grounding stones that you can use. Um, and these are great to have around. I wear my, what is it? Moss agate. Yep. Some sort of agate. I wear my yep, moss, moss agate, agate yep. every single day because I have a real problem with grounding. My ADD makes it really hard to like stay with my feet on the ground. Um, and this helps. So I put it on every single morning and I wear it all day until I go to sleep. Ted bought it for me and it works very, very well. It's something that works for me. You got to find what works for you uh, though. Yeah, I'm telling you. Boyfriends that listen to this show because their girlfriends are playing in the car. Buy your girlfriend rocks. Lots of rocks. Whatever the rock is, just come up with some <laughs> bullshit reason and then give it to her. Find the right reason. It makes it better. You knew what reason Find you bought this for. Look, listen, these rocks apply to so many different situations. <laughs> you can just pick one and be like, that's why. Whatever. You did your research. You knew what you were doing. Anyway, we talked a lot about how dark colored stones are always good for grounding. So remember that. If you have a dark colored stone, it's going to help you. It's going to have grounding properties. Just is. Um, but let's talk about like how to ground. So wearing grounding jewelry, like I said, is 
awesome and it's really helped me, but sometimes you need something like more. So like people who have really bad asthma may like take medicine for asthma, but they also have their inhaler, right? And like really bad attacks. The jewelry is a supplement. Right. So if you need, sometimes you may feel like you need something faster or like harder hitting kind of a thing. Um, Acetaminophen is not going to work. Give me a Vicodin. Right. So a grounding technique that a lot of therapists use is to name five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. It connects you to your senses and it connects you to the world that you're currently in. I've used it a lot. Um, Several times I've been in a doctor's office and had like really bad news given to me and I just like started to go into panic mode and that really has helped me every time like to think about these things because it forces you to reconnect. Um I'm I'm going to remember that. I'm going to I'm going to give them the 54321 and then I'm going to hand my customers a bill <laughs> for the $5,000 of extra work that we did. Uh, yeah, no, sure. No, 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 no. Five things. Five things. No, you got to do it after <laughs> after you hand the bill. No, before. Calm them down first. <laughs> Then hand them the check and then hand the, do the five things again. So there's a technique in acting. If you don't know this about me, I grew up uh, in musical theater, have done acting my whole life. There is a technique in acting. Is it the thing Brad Pitt does where he's chewing his food? Method acting. Oh. So it's called method acting. So method acting is where you basically in your mind, put yourself into a situation like the one that the character may be in. Um, so like if you if the character just found out that somebody that they love died, you bring yourself back to the time that you found out that like like your aunt had cancer or like something like that. Like you take yourself into that moment. Which when you're a kid like I was when I started working on some of these things, can really fuck you up. Um, I think Heath Ledger was a method actor. A lot of people who were method actors get really fucked up. Yep. Because you pull yourself into these really, really traumatic times in your life a lot of times to be a method actor. Um, It's also method acting is like living it out. So like if somebody is like pretending to be like, I don't know, like a Nazi fucking generals and they dress like it every day even when they're not on set they dress like it every day they act like it every day they never leave the situation so that way they don't right screw up the consistency in the right so when you're method acting you like put yourself in that but to get out of it that was something that like one of my teachers taught me was to like look at the clock name things around you like that's a plant that's a lamp that's a fucking pen. That's a mouse. That's a shoe. Like, name things that are in the room around you. Because it takes you out of wherever you were and brings you back to oh. now. Oh, it grabs you by the ankle and yanks you back out of la-la land. Exactly. Okay. 100%. Yep. So, again, those that 54321 reconnects you with your surroundings and help you be present in this current moment. There's a couple other ways to ground... Honestly, like, use whatever works for you. If you can 
get out into nature and connect your skin with the earth. So standing on in the sand at the beach, being in your backyard and standing in your grass, taking your barefoot. shoes off in barefoot, barefoot, hundred percent. Yeah, with your skinny dipping feet. in the neighborhood pool. Sure, whatever floats your boat. A neighborhood pools, not a great option because it's all the. It's nope, a, we're moving it's, on. I'm cutting this out. Fake water. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like swimming in a lake or the ocean. We talked about that. Um, like one of our first episodes about mm-hmm. swimming. Yep. Also, gardening, digging in the dirt, physically connecting with the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, helps you ground. Um, also, eating certain foods might help you. Um, if you saw Harry Potter, I think it's the third, the third book where he's dealing with the Dementors, which like suck out your soul and put you into like the most horrifying moment of your life. Mm-hmm. Prisoner of Azkaban. Yep. When they go away, Lupin always gives him chocolate. So really sweet or also really spicy can help you ground. Ah, all right. Oh, also sour. I missed that one. Sweet, sour, and spicy? Spicy, sweet, or sour. Three fucking favorite flavors (laughs) of food. Are there any other? Salty, I guess, is the other flavor. Uh, Bitter, tart. What uh, what did we call them last week? Who? Mouth smells. Is that what we (laughs) called them last week? Tongue sense. Tongue sense. I love it. So all that's great, right? Um, Sure. And we'll help you ground. That is how grounding works. Um, But spell work... In addition to being grounded and like inside your own body. Always helps. <laughs> you also need to connect to your power source for magic. So for me, well, I mean, yeah, I guess in my opinion, magic comes from energy, right? It's the movement of energy. You can't create or destroy matter. You can only move it around. Right. So... That's what I believe about magic. I'm an elemental witch and also a green witch. So I believe that the, my power comes from the earth and the elements. Maybe you believe that yours comes from the sun or the moon. Therefore, you'd need to connect to that when you're casting. Same with if you're connecting with the spirit or deities or ancestors or whoever you have to not only be present in your body, but also find a way to connect yourself to that power source. You're plugging yourself into that. Yeah. Right? Extension cords are nice for this. They're, they're at Home Depot. Totally. <laughs> Grab you an extension cord and plug yourself into the moon. Done. That's how you ground. So I was taught, and what I'm going to say from now on is just how I do it. You may have a totally different way, and that's totally fine. This is just my personal experience and like how I've done it in the past and how I do it. You get into your safe space, right? You wear comfortable clothes. You make yourself a comfortable temperature, right? So if the room that you're in is really hot, you put shorts on. If you're cold, you wrap up. You get yourself into a good, comfortable temperature so that you're not thinking about, oh my God, I'm so hot. Oh my God, I'm so cold. You're just comfortable. Yep. You are in a safe space where no one's going to barge in on you or, you know, you're worried about 
people watching you or whatever you're doing it you're I mean, I guess unless you're casting with other people, but those people aren't going to judge you. So you're in a safe, comfortable environment. Yeah. So neighborhood park, probably not a great place to. You could. I mean, as long as like you're tucked away in the bushes or something like. But I mean, honestly, like if you're like for me, I'm not, I guess, far enough into it to be comfortable with that. But like if you're comfortable there. Yeah, go go for for it. it. Like whatever. Like, again, it's all about your personal comfort. So what I was taught is to try to touch your feet to the ground. So, like, plant your feet if you're in a chair. I was also told, like, it doesn't matter if you're in an apartment and you're a couple stories up or however many stories up. It's just about visualization. So I place my feet on the ground and I start my breathing. And the goal is to start to try to slow it down, to take really deep, slow breaths and kind of calm your heart rate. And I personally imagine roots coming out of my feet and traveling down into the ground to connect to the earth. And then I imagine my energy flowing freely between myself and the earth, right? That's my power source. And I try to keep my feet connected to the floor during this process. Obviously, it doesn't matter if you have to, like, you know, walk around to, like, grab things or whatever. Like, it's just the idea, right? The concept of being connected to the earth. And then when I'm done, I like to tell the earth that I'm releasing all of the excess energy that I didn't use during this spell back into her to distribute. So nice. You're just not taking the you know the top fifty percent. <laughs> well, I don't want it, right? Because it's not it. it honestly, if it. I I don't need it, and if I kept it, it might make me feel anxious or like yeah yeah be bouncing around right, in my right. body. And I you don't I don't want to hold on to it, right? I I needed it to work, but once I'm done, I want to just go back to my my zero. Yeah, you're not a capacitor; you're a conduit. Right. So exactly, totally. <clears throat> so. When I done, when I'm done, I'm just like, hey, yo, Mother Earth, thanks so much for your help. Um, here's my excess energy that I used. Redistribute it as I will, as you will. And then I imagine myself pulling my roots back up, thus ending that connection. And I think the ending of the connection is really, really important. Um, and I've mentioned this a couple times about if you start a spell, make sure that you finish the spell. You don't want to cut off halfway through. Like you want to make sure you get all the way to the end and then cut it off. So no matter what you're connected to, right? Like if you connect to deities, if you connect to the moon, if you connect to whatever it is, you still need to sever that connection when you're done. Mm -hmm. You don't want to stay plugged in. You want to make sure that you've disconnected yourself right, and that you're done. Yep. So that was my my meaning about like when you're doing a spell don't like stop make sure that you finish the spell finish out and remember to pull your your roots up however you imagine that make sure you sever that connection okay yep i la- i use a lot of candles um which again is just comes from like the witch that taught me she uses a lot of candles and i love that um to me, it's like a really good visual representation. And I'll talk about candle magic at some point. But like 
when I set up my altar, I always set it up in a certain way when I'm working, like light this candle, this candle, this candle, this candle, and then I blow them out mm-hmm. in the opposite direction. So like right. back down, basically. Again, there's like a lot of ways. This is just the way that works for me and the one that I use. I um, have no idea how I ground. <laughs> I'm, I'm... I've, I mean, I wonder if it has anything to do with me playing sports. Like me somehow whacking an object around with a stick has some sort of grounding effect for me. Well, like what do you do before games? Uh, Have a beer and talk shit with my buddies. <laughs> Yeah, but is there like a way that you, like when you're like out on the ice, like do you like get into? Oh, you know what? Okay, no, 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 no. That actually, yeah, that's it. My my pregame stretching routine is is my grounding. I don't know if it's something to do with the ice, and you know, just hands and knees and stretching out all the uh, all my joints and getting loosened up, and like maybe that's my grounding ritual. I mean, I've seen you on the ice before, like, shaking your head and, like, you can, like, even with all your fucking equipment on, you can tell that you're, like, getting in the zone. That's all that it is. Right. Like, finding your way of getting in the zone. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, just because you're not casting spells doesn't mean that's not what you're doing. Right. So, like, as you're stretching, like, I'm sure you're mentally, like... You know, like, move my body like this. Like, think about doing this with my body. Like, Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's definitely a mental preparation to use certain mechanics and not, you know, throw my head out of the way of a puck screaming at me. Instead, I, I headbutt it. <laughs> right. I think that everyone has that ability. Like, everybody has a way to get in the zone. Right. And that's really all you're doing when you're grounding is you're getting in the zone to work. And so I guess one more thing that I wanted to talk about, which I don't use as often, and you don't have to. I mean, a lot of people would tell you that you're crazy if you don't. So we talked about this previously where I was like, if you are not good at protecting yourself then you shouldn't be starting to like work on spells. Right. So this is something that I'm getting better at is like working in a protected space. So, and it also, I feel like it also like depends on like what you're doing, but you really should always like protect yourself in some way, shape or form. So some people use like a talisman, like some people will like put on a certain necklace and that, gives them that aura of protection like some Mm -hmm. people will wear certain clothes and that like gives them their aura of protection you can also cast a circle so i'm sure you've seen thousands of representations of this in tv shows and everything else people putting themselves into a circle before they cast yep so some of that actually does work salt if you're going to make a salt circle around yourself Please, for the love of God, people, stop using salt outside. If you put salt in the soil, nothing can fucking grow there ever again. For years and years and years and years, there's a reason that fucking Vikings and shit used to, like, salt the fucking earth. It's bad for it. Nothing will grow there. Mm -hmm. 
Please don't fucking put salt into the earth. There's a thousand other things that you could do outside that would not harm the fucking earth. If you want to put salt around you in like your fucking hardwood floors, like in your house, that's fine. And that's one thing, but please don't use it outside. It's bad for the earth. Um, it's it's such it's an amazing corrosive it's so bad <clears throat> if you give two shits about the planet like you should definitely not be using salt outside you should just eat salt and drink all the water <laughs> but salt is a very strong protectant um, and it will definitely keep shit out one of the witches that I work with sometimes she was telling this story about this one of her friends who was trying to um, set protective um, stuff in her house she was really afraid of ghosts and sh- spirits and she wanted to keep shit out of her the house that she moved into so she put pennies in all of the windows of her house then she started like casting like banishing spells and stuff like that mm-hmm and so she was like, I just don't feel like it's working. I don't feel like it's working. And the witch that I work with sometimes was like, well, did you put the pennies up before or after the banishing? <laughs> if Remember what I said about when we first started about smoke cleansing, about opening yeah. the fucking window? The <laughs> fucking, fucking ghosts are, are just around banging around in their fucking house like a ping pong ball. Like <laughs> They can't get out. Make sure you banish first and then protect second. <laughs> like, you want to get it out? First, and then block off the path. But that's a way that you can do things. There's a mode in um, Super Smash Brothers where you can build a build a, an arena, and there's one small hole at the very top of the ceiling, and you just beat the shit out of each other. And as the damage percentages go up, you rock it around further. You get to that like nine ninety nine, and there's ding 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 ding. Exactly. So, yeah, but that is a way to do it if you want to use... I don't know what pennies is supposed to do. That was just like the story copper. that I heard. It's the copper. It must be. <clears throat> I don't know much about witchcraft, but I'm starting to learn. You're picking it up. You can use stones in um, the entrances to the room that you're in. So, I know people that do two in every window. So, like, on each side of the window. And then every door. That's so, gatekeeping. Like, I mean... So, remember, demons don't care whether it's a window or a door, as long as it's an entrance into the space, it's good enough. A portal, essentially, you're yep. blocking the portals. Um, What I like to do when I do it is the four directions. So, north, south, east, west, figure out which direction that is, and you put one stone in each of the directions. Most of the time, I just fucking guess, and I don't care if it's correct or not. It works yeah. for me. So We are offset. Could you even point at True nope. North? Nope. Not right now? No. Nope. No, I could not. It's that way. I literally just do it. <laughs> Based walls. on the square that Based we live in? Based on the walls, yep. <laughs> and you know what? It works for me, so it's fine. Um, but basically, you're sitting yourself in in the circle. And you can use, like, I know a lot of witches use the same stone. Like, they have a stone that really, really works for them for grounding and protection. And so that's, they do four or however many of those stones. I like to do different stones based on, like, what I'm using. So, like, I always use garnet. And then sometimes I use, like, aventurine. Um, I've used amazonite. I've used fuck, um, my tiger's eye. I've used like 
I sort of like build it off of like what what kind of work am I doing and what four stones might help me. Right. So that's how I do it. You can do it however you want. And then I stay inside that circle while I'm working. And then when I'm done working, I break it. Okay. Yep. Well, first I set up the circle. I light my candles. I put my roots down. And then when I'm done working, I pull my roots up. I turn off, like turn off. I turn off all my candles. And then I <laughs> <laughs> turn off all my candles. And then I break the circle. So that's how you ritual that's how cast? Mm-hmm. That's how I ritual cast. He said it. You said it. <laughs> it only took 10 episodes. Oh, my God. 10 episodes. Oh, we didn't even plan it. 10, 10th episode. 10th episode. Ted finally said it. <laughs> um, another way you can do it. Again, um, like I, I feel like every time I fucking tell you how to do something, my one of the options is always use your imagination. So <laughs> you can literally picture white light or whatever kind of light you want. I know lots of people use different color because white doesn't always work for them. Um, maybe blue or pink or purple or green or whatever fucking color you want. And maybe it's different every time you cast. But you imagine that light just like filling up the room that you're in. And then yeah. you keep it there until you're done and then you let it go. You can also use those daggers that I was telling you about or wands mm-hmm. and draw a circle around you. If you're outside, in the, you can do it in the dirt. If you're inside, you could just like kind of like trace it in your carpet. And if you're, or you could just, do it in the air around yourself. K. Okay? K. Okay, that's that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. Good, because we're running out of time. Perfect. <laughs> that's so that's grounding um, and protection. So that's these are things you should be doing. Like I said, every single time you cast, you should be working on that, and you get better and better at it. And I mean, obviously, I feel like, and you know, maybe this is just me talking out of my ass, but sometimes I feel like. Certain things don't nod. <laughs> Certain <laughs> things like require more protection than others. Yeah. Like if I'm just casting like, I hope everybody on this bus has a good day versus like, I'm going to curse uh, somebody. I need the help of Loki and Mama. If you're calling on Loki, you better be ready. <laughs> that sounds like a weekend. Anyways, right. have a great week. I guess by the time this comes out, it'll be weekend. Have a great weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.